Fort Worth. Co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Happy Friday. It is a Friday morning, wrapping up the month of October, already going into Halloween and All Saints' Eve and All Saints' Day on Monday, All Souls' Day next week as well. We are off for the holiday on Monday. We'll be back with you live on a Tuesday. In the meantime, don't go anywhere because we have an excellent show lined up for you because I have an excellent producer who pulls together such great interviews, including our weekly installation of the Inside Word with Doug Heck, our president and chief operating officer of the network, always giving us a a heads up on what's coming up so we can plan accordingly because there's so much good programming that you don't want to miss it. And if you're not there, you can set your VCR, do whatever you want to do, online to make sure you catch up with everything. So for Fact Check Friday, we are going to be talking to a solid journalist. There's a concept, right? Edward Penton from the National Catholic Register has been monitoring the situation with the Pope and Joe Biden. Biden did meet with the Pope today. I think it lasted for about 90 minutes. Now, the interesting situation was that yesterday, all of a sudden out of the Vatican, the Vatican cancels a live broadcast of the meeting. The same thing was done with the president of Korea, who also met with the Pope, and there's the prime minister of India that's coming in as well. But there was no explanation for it, so who knows. But we will speak with Edward about what's happening and what the impressions are there over in Europe. We'll take a look at that with Edward Penton at the bottom of the hour. And then we're going to be checking in with our friends at the amazing Susan B. Anthony List, who do so much work on the pro-life front to keep us educated and to work with those pro-life politicians who are trying to do what they can to stop the evils of abortion and the fallout. Now, there's an interesting story, and it's very, very frightening, frightening, especially for women's health. And what's so frustrating is everything the left does with these issues, right, is, is just the opposite of what's really going on. This is why they frame themselves under the, the arch of, you know, this, this semantics of reproductive rights and reproductive health. And they say the services that women need, as in killing their children and taking all these dangerous hormonal pills and drugs, including contraceptives. So Sue Leibel is the state policy director. And this is so scary how lightly these pro-aborts take women's health when they claim to be so concerned about a woman's health. Again, it's always the opposite of what they're doing. So the FDA, get this, is likely to permanently drop some or all of the existing safeguards on chemical abortion drugs. Previous safety regulations requiring, and this makes a whole lot of sense, especially when one is expecting a child, because there are so many things that could happen, and there are so many conditions, and I'm not a medical expert, but just, you know, having gone to a number of you know, uh, medical examinations over the years as a woman, I've never had the privilege of having a child, but it's a complicated thing. So safety regulations required that mothers see a doctor and receive abortion drugs in person. Now, there's a concept after assessing their pre-existing conditions and ensuring they're aware of the risks. Think about all those commercials you see on the air for various medications, whether it be a new type of drug to treat blood pressure or 
let's see, I don't know, depression or something else, maybe, you know, a real serious condition or illness, and they have the music and everybody looks wonderful, but then you can hear in the background all about checking with your doctor, meeting with your doctor because of these possible side effects. Not when it comes to abortion. The requirement was lifted temporarily during the pandemic. Now the FDA is on the cusp of intervening in a case of the Ninth Circuit that could serve as a catalyst for the pro-abortion administration to weaken or remove safeguards altogether. But, oh, we're supposed to be stupid enough to believe this is all about women's health. Yeah. And as I like to say, I'm the new Queen of England. So we'll talk with Susan, the Susan B. Anthony list at 39 minutes past the hour. We're concerned about women's health, children's health, a family's health. We're concerned about the whole person in the one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. The abortion industry, hardly. It is five minutes past the hour. Again, hope you're having a beautiful Friday morning. Let's check the news, and there's a ton of it. It is October 29th, and you are listening to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Well, there's no live TV broadcast of today's meeting between Joe Biden and Pope Francis. It was canceled by the Vatican without any explanation. Edward Penton from the Register in Rome will be with us at the bottom of the hour to add more to that discussion. The Vatican did the same with the President of the Republic of Korea. His visit was set just prior to Biden's this morning. It is Biden's first official visit to the Vatican since the inauguration. On the eve of Joe Biden's meeting with Pope Francis, as Catholic News Agency tells us, Cardinal Burke said Catholic bishops have a sacred duty to apply canon law by advising pro-abortion politicians not to receive Holy Communion. In a 2,800-word statement issued earlier this week, actually as late as yesterday, recent as yesterday, Cardinal Raymond Burke recalling his efforts to persuade Catholic politicians to defend the lives of the unborn while serving as a bishop of La Crosse, Wisconsin, and later on at St. Louis, Missouri. He said the experiences convinced him that the common refrain that more dialogue was necessary to achieve a breakthrough was at best naive. The cardinal making the intervention ahead of the bishop's conference in Baltimore, Maryland. He said those taking part in the fall General Assembly would discuss the application of Canon 915 of the Catholic Church's Code of Canon Law. Burke explaining he was speaking out because this issue was a matter of life and death for the unborn and of eternal salvation for the Catholic politicians involved. And by the way, I posted this morning a really good column by Archbishop Aquila. He, of course, is the Archdiocese, um, heads the Archdiocese of Denver, and it's a really beautiful column about the importance of raising these issues going into the uh, fall meeting. I've got it on my Facebook page. Due to ongoing health and safety issues, the Vatican's Apostolic Penitentiary, as Christopher Wells reports, is once again extending an opportunity to gain indulgences when praying for the souls in purgatory. The Vatican's Apostolic Penitentiary published a decree on Thursday providing for the possibility of obtaining plenary indulgences in favor of the faithful departed throughout the entire month of November. The decree, signed by Cardinal Mauro Piacenza, notes that the decision to once again extend the time period for gaining the indulgences was taken in response to various pleas recently received from the various sacred pastors of the Church due to the continuing state of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
By means of the decree, the Apostolic Penitentiary confirms and extends for the entire month of November 2021 all the spiritual benefits already granted on October 22, 2020. That is, it allows the faithful to gain plenary indulgences for the souls in purgatory by visiting a cemetery on any day in November and praying for those who have died. Normally, the indulgence is limited to the first eight days of the month. A second plenary indulgence is also established for the day of the commemoration of the faithful departed, All Souls Day, on November 2nd. The current decree allows the faithful to obtain that indulgence for the benefit of the deceased on any day of November at their choice. In this decree, the Apostolic Contentory says, From the renewed generosity of the Church, the faithful will certainly draw pious intentions and spiritual vigor to guide their lives according to the Gospel law. In filial communion and devotion to the Supreme Pontiff, the visible foundation and pastor of the Catholic Church. The present decree, like the one issued last year in the midst of the pandemic, is intended to meet the need to avoid large gatherings, a potential cause of the spread of COVID-19, which still affects the world's population to various degrees. I'm Christopher Wells. A plan appears to be in the works for Pope Francis to visit Canada. On Wednesday, the Vatican say the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops has invited the Pope to visit the country as part of the pastoral process of reconciliation with indigenous peoples. A press release from the Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops saying the bishops were grateful their invitation had been accepted, though a date had not been announced. The state of Oklahoma carrying out its first execution, as Brian Shook reports, since 2015. John Grant was executed Thursday afternoon, just hours after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned stays of execution for Grant and another death row inmate, Julius Jones. Jones is scheduled to be executed next month. Grant, who was 60, had been convicted in the 1998 murder of a kitchen supervisor at the Dick Connor Correctional Center where he had been incarcerated following robbery convictions. The Archbishop of Oklahoma City, meanwhile, last week calling for an end to the death penalty, encouraging respect for the sanctity of all human life from conception until natural death. The Sacramento City Unified School District soon welcoming back the families trapped in Afghanistan. Principal Nate McGill saying two families have been pulled out of the country but by a private rescue organization. We have one family that uh, we can safely say evacuated successfully over the weekend, one of our district families, so parents and children included. McGill revealing many of them went to Afghanistan over the summer to visit family but were not able to return following the withdrawal of American troops back in August. Mark Mayfield tells us the Justice Department has reached a settlement with the families of victims of that fatal shooting in 2015 at a South Carolina church. Families of those killed will receive between six and seven and a half million dollars. Those who survived will get five million. They filed suit after Dylan Roof shot and killed nine people during a Bible study at the Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston. The lawsuits centered around allegations of negligence by the FBI when they failed to stop Roof from purchasing a firearm. Today, the ninth anniversary of Hurricane Sandia's superstorm that rocked New York and New Jersey, battering the area with massive winds, record high tides, and storm surges. It caused 53 deaths and billions of dollars in damage. Sandy flooding the subways and destroying thousands of homes and businesses. Some areas still rebuilding and shoring up sand dunes, including Rockaway Beach and Jamaica Bay. 
Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio says a social spending package announced by Joe Biden isn't just going to go after the rich. No matter what tax they come up with, they got to say it's only for the billionaires. But once you set up a new federal tax, yeah, it starts with saying it's only on the billionaires, or at least how they define billionaire. But then when their spending requires more tax increases, they'll just keep going down the income brackets. Rubio feels the package will continue to drive inflation as well as debt. All runways and terminals at LAX are back open this morning following reports of an active shooter inside Terminal 1. This one describes what she saw last night. All of a sudden, people started whipping around the corner, just running with, like, fear and terror in their eyes. And I was like, what's happening? What's going on? And they were like, there's an active shooter. Two people have been detained by police after the incident, which caused dozens of flights to either get diverted or remain grounded for about an hour. Police say there was no active shooter in or near the airport, and so far no weapon has been recovered. Michael Kastner tells us a crew member in charge of guns on the movie set where a person was accidentally killed says she has no idea where those live rounds came from. Hannah Gutierrez-Reed was the armorer for the Western film Rust that was being made in New Mexico. Her lawyer said Thursday Gutierrez-Reed is devastated over the shooting and has no idea how live rounds got in the gun. Court records say the assistant director yelled Cole gun before handing it to actor Alec Baldwin, who accidentally killed the cinematographer. The assistant director admitted to authorities he should have checked the gun more thoroughly. Police and fire commanders in New York City making plans to protect people without ten thousands of first responders. A COVID vaccine mandate today could lead to fewer cops and firefighters. Around 160,000 city workers risk being put on paid leave by Monday. And a New York State survey of restaurants showing that COVID vaccine mandate is costing restaurants, customers, and money. The survey by the State Restaurant Association showing that 67% of those questioned refused to dine in and as many as 66% had to be persuaded to show proof of vaccine at the door. In addition, more than half of those surveys said they canceled future events because of the mandate and 39% of guests are hostile toward restaurant hosts. And gas now costs more than $3.40 a gallon. The AAA national average up past $3.40 a gallon today, rising for the 31st day in a row. The average price is now more than a dollar and a quarter higher than it was one year ago. It is Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Great websites, great resources, AveMariaRadio.net and EWTN.com. And speaking of excellent resources, Doug Keck joins us. He's the president and chief operating officer of EWTN and gives us his precious time on Friday morning to let us know what's coming up so you can be well-informed at how to rearrange your schedule so you don't miss any of our great programming. He fills us in up next on a Friday. Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. 
Join Teresa Tamio and Kelly Walquist on a great godly girls getaway in Palm Beach, Florida this January 4th through the 7th. You deserve a break and no better place than the Breakers in Balmy, Florida. Join Kelly Walquist and Teresa Tamio for a faith-filled event and lots of fun in the sun for our first wine and shrine on the Atlantic coast. To learn more about your Ave Maria Radio trip, find the Ave Maria Radio travel tab at AveMariaRadio.net. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. 16 minutes past the hours of Friday morning. Great to catch up with Doug Keck, President and Chief Operating Officer. And I was talking to a uh, mutual friend of ours. I know you know who he is. He's got this booming, booming voice. Uh, he's from Michigan. His name is Father Joseph Marquis. He's coming into Birmingham, I guess, to tape with uh, Jim and Joy Pinto for At Home. And they're going to be focusing on his beautiful shrine that he has at his parish, Sacred Heart Byzantine, in right. suburban Detroit. That shrine, Doug, is just out of this world. I mean, literally, I guess I could say, because there's relics of the saints. But it is really powerful. He has so many relics that people can come and see. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And he's going to be on uh, next week. So right. there you go. Well, I gave you well, one of your show items. There you go. And, and, and again, that's part of our mission is to point those kinds of things out. Uh, the local people may know about it, but more people need to know about these wonderful uh, things that are out there and uh, that the church is still alive uh, and vibrant with people of faith. And uh, don't uh, believe all the headlines. In terms of coming up uh, in the month of November, as busy as the rest of the fall or moving into the holidays, what are we looking at? Well, obviously, we've got, uh, you know, kind of the uh, twins of All Saints and All Souls. So we've got a lot of uh, programming uh, coming up uh, this this weekend related to that. Obviously, we've been running programs kind of dealing with, uh, you know, uh, issues of uh, spirituality, uh, you know, coming into the world of uh, Halloween and, and dealing mm-hmm. with that in our culture today. Um, and so we got Saving Our Faith, All Saints and All Souls, which is going to be on Sunday uh, on, uh, actually, uh, Halloween at uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time with the one and only Father Leo Paddling Hugs. So, mm. again, we, 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 we don't avoid these things. We bring them up, and also we make sure people's focus is on All Saints and All Souls rather than this thing, Halloween. And then we've got All Saints programming. The Friars obviously have their Mass. Uh, we've got another Mass from the Basilica in Washington. We've got uh, even a prog- an old program with Father Robert Fox from years ago with all the kids dressed up as, as saints. Oh, that's, that's so on, cute. Uh, that's on Monday. That's always great. We've got a program on three passionate saints as well on Monday. And uh, we've got uh, a focus on Hunter of Souls. It's uh, Discover the Life of St. Paul of the Cross as well. That's on November 1st, uh, All Saints Day at 5.30 p.m. And then that night we've got... An, all Souls programming kicking in with uh, an event, a mass coming from the West Coast with Archbishop Gomez. And then on Tuesday, we've got uh, other programs related to All Souls Day uh, and also St. Joseph, patron of a happy death. Now, this is a new special we put together mm. with Father Joseph, his namesake, and he does a, a nice uh, program. And it'll be on at 11.30 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Time 
and that will be on Tuesday, on All Souls Day, St. Joseph, patron of a happy death. You hear that, but right. what does it really mean, and, mm-hmm. and how does that relate to St. Joseph? And then later in the week, next week, we've got uh, Ben Weicker and Scott Hahn are going to be on, talking about their uh, latest book. And Ben Weicker was just been in EW10 taping new episodes of the dynamic series, Saints versus Scoundrels. This one yeah. being taped as C.S. Lewis takes on uh, Francis Bacon, so it's an interesting uh, program you can check all that out ew10.com and of course go to our on-demand uh channel a lot of times people are saying i miss this or i miss that program just go to ew10 on demand and if it's a pay program it's it's really cheap to rent like a dollar usually uh and if it's not if it's a free program then you can watch it to your heart's delight we're talking with Doug Keck, as we do on Fridays for our Inside Word segment. He's the President and Chief Operating Officer of EW10, and again, EW10.com for all the details. I love the fact that you are putting, and you always do, but especially with the feast day coming up, such an emphasis on the saints, because so right. many of us, I don't think, take advantage of these great witnesses, and this cloud of witnesses as well, we hear in Scripture. Well, as you know, be, uh, you know so well, it, it's, it's one of the great aspects of Catholicism. If you, if you look at the wealth of treasures we have, one of the great treasures is basically the saints, basically our older brothers and sisters in the faith who have shown us the way over the years. They've shown us not that it's always easy, but that it can be done. And these great saints, as Mother would point out, they're not plaster Paris. They're not right. wax. Uh, they don't walk around with lilies in their hand all the time, regardless of what some of the statues look like. You know, these people were, uh, you know, flesh and and bones, and they dealt with tough issues in their life. But they overcame those issues thanks to their uh, love of Christ and the grace they were given. And that's a great, uh, you know thing for us to keep in focus when we're dealing with them say oh it's never been worse oh this is horrible how are we going to succeed how is it ever going to work well it it always has it will continue no one says it's going to be easy but we will be victorious i I really i'm so glad you said that because there's such a there's such a balance between understanding that yeah we have a lot of issues and things are crazy right now and there's a lot of division out there and and a whole host of problems and and even my interview with uh, Bill Donio in his new book he's not denying the issues that still exist in the church but we need to pull back and we need to have perspective and when you have a church that's over 2,000 years old and that is is alive and surviving and growing despite what is happening right now within and without this is where this is where the rubber meets the road, and this is why the saints are so important. I mean, people are acting shocked, and I think they're shocked out of heartbreak. But let's look at what the saints did with these situations. Right, and many of the issues we're talking and dealing with today, these are not new. It's, no. it's kind of like heresies. You know, we we have a program series which will premiere in, in March, where we're going to have at least uh, 10 programs dealing with the, the great heresies of the past. But the great heresies of the past are, are with us again today, just have different names right. and come in different forms. But there's really nothing new under the sun when it comes to these kinds of misunderstandings and lies. And so there's always been, you, you know, the popes were chased out of Rome. you got Napoleon, you know, basically telling the pope, you don't need to crown me, I'll crown myself. I mean... Mm-hmm. You have all of these situations where, uh, or, you know, bad popes in the past uh, who just were bad popes, and we can't deny it as Catholics. We always have to be honest about the the failures. Uh, You know, Jesus had Judas, you know, so you've got one-twelfth of the apostles turned out to be a traitor. So there's always going to be a percentage of problematic people in the church. 
Right, and, and what do you do about it? Well, I wrote to one woman on Facebook yesterday. She was expressing frustration, and, and, and I said, okay. I said, I get it, but look at the lives mm-hmm. of the saints. So you're looking at St. Catherine of Siena. You're looking at St. Teresa of Avila. You're looking at Padre Pio, St. John Vianney, and so many others who experience the same thing we are experiencing right now, especially when it comes to leadership or lack thereof. Absolutely, and, and you're right on, and, and that's the whole thing. It's easier to just say to 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 just kind of zone out and say well i'm not going to worry about it anymore but we always have to remember what did our lord say are you going to leave me too and and Mm -hmm. what did peter say lord where are we to go you have the words of eternal life this is the church that christ founded whether we like it or not okay so this if there's no place else to go Right. You know what I mean? You can drift away all you want, but you're not going to find what you're looking for. The only place you're going to find it is here. And that means picking up your cross and following our Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't mean, you know, that everything's going to be wonderful. I mean, it's not a health and wealth gospel. It's not this idea, name it and claim it. If I just, you know, Jesus is Lord, then then my life should be wonderful. And if it's not, it's I'm not faithful enough or the Lord's letting me down. No, Mm -hmm. that is the world we live in because the Lord gave us, whether we like it or not, the great gift of free will. Mm -hmm. And so people can make bad decisions and do bad things right and the idea that these things happen just because of structures is a misunderstanding of the damaged nature of people and that Mm -hmm. we have to realize that our goal is to not become all of who we can be but all of who god wants us to be look at the way mother angelica was treated i mean look at what she went through in terms of persecution and she kept moving and she kept laughing and she kept smiling and she always said one of my favorite quotes Faith is one foot on the ground, one foot in the air, and a big queasy feeling Absolutely. in the stomach. Absolutely. One of my favorites go. as well, yep. my friend. Yep. All right. Have a great weekend and look forward to all the wonderful programming with EWTN. As Doug said, you can get it on demand. You can go online. And the main website, EWTN.com. We'll be right back. Speaking of EWTN, we go to Rome with our own Edward Penton getting an update on the meeting between Joe Biden and Pope Francis. Stay tuned. This is your Catholic radio station, and we'd like to make it even better for you. Your feedback is really important to us. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-second radio survey. It only takes a minute to fill out and send to us. Again, go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-second radio survey. We'd really appreciate it. Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own Mastertech Auto Repair in Plano. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Mastertech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. St. Mary the Virgin Catholic Church in Arlington is hosting the third annual Trivia Night on Saturday, November 6th. The festivities start at 6 p.m. Food, wine, and beer will be available for purchase. Door prizes will be raffled off and a cash prize for the winning team. Assemble your team of five, get a babysitter, and join us for a great night of fellowship. You can learn more and register for this event at stmarythevirgin.org and then click on Parish Life and then Events. 
Hello, my name is Esther Fernandez, a new sponsor at KATH 19 AM and a realtor with JPN Associates. I'm a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a longtime supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? If so, you can reach me at 214-845-1753. That's 214-845-1753. Or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-Z Fernandez at gmail.com. Friday's segment this morning, talking with a reporter who actually believes in facts. What a concept. Our friend Edward Penton, who writes to the Register out of Rome. He's been covering the situation with the Holy Father and all that's going on with all the leaders, uh, heads of state that are meeting with the Pope, including the head of Korea, India, and the United States, Joe Biden. And yesterday, uh, late-breaking news that I posted on my Facebook page and had a huge response, we learned that the Vatican canceled the live broadcast of the meeting between Joe Biden and Pope Francis without explanation. The same thing was done, as I just said earlier in the news, for the head of the nation of Korea. So, Edward, what is the, uh, what's the scoop over there in Rome? I know that uh, some of the reporters were upset about the cancellation and I, I guess sent a formal complaint in about that being canceled. What's the latest there? Good morning and good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Teresa. Yes, well, this is um, actually a bit of a pattern that's been happening since the beginning of COVID, where uh, the press haven't been allowed really to go into uh, the Apostolic Palace to be with the visiting heads of state or or dignitaries who come in, um, and you're just allowed really to to take pictures and follow them in from the courtyard, which is quite a distance away, of course, from the actual mm-hmm. uh, meeting. So you don't see the Pope. Uh, so it's it's all a bit um, restrictive, and uh, even though, we, of course, we've got the vaccinations and all of this, and and there's been a, a you know a reduction of the emergency, if you like, the the restrictions are still there. And this this particular restriction, although um, it was there wasn't much of a change, there was going to be a live stream of of the uh, meeting, but that was abruptly cancelled yesterday. So altogether, the whole uh, the whole meeting was very much restricted, much more than usual. So are they saying it was COVID, or is there any other explanation? Because what we're hearing here, there wasn't really any explanation given. No, exactly. No, I mean, the reasons for the last 18 months or, or longer have been uh, that, that, that it's COVID that's the, need, the, 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 the reason for these restrictions. But, but no reason was given for this and for this abrupt uh, decision not to have a live stream. So it's not really clear why they've chosen this and why it was done so at the last minute. I mean, there's various theories, possibly because, uh, it, well, one theory is that it came only from the Holy See, and they didn't want um, to make a spectacle of this visit because of, of course, the sensitive issues surrounding President Biden and abortion and other issues uh, which uh, are not in coherent with the Church's teaching. So, so this is one of the probable reasons, I think, um, at least, and some others think that this is this was the reason, but but we don't know for sure. We're talking with Edward Penton from the National Catholic Register based in Rome regarding the developments with the Holy Father meeting with heads of state, including Joe Biden. Uh, that meeting already occurred. It was about 90 minutes, right? Yes, it was um, 90 minutes altogether in, in, in uh, each other's company, but about 75 minutes, I believe, in conversation, which is very long uh, for a meeting with a head of state. Usually they're about 30 to 45 minutes. Obama's was 50 minutes. So, so this went on for quite a bit longer than normal. And, of course, being the, only the second Catholic president uh, to visit, uh, that may also have something to do with it. 
Have you received any uh, information from the Vatican Press Office as to what was discussed? We know that climate change was an issue and, and some other mutual concerns that they have, but do we have any more details on, on what was discussed? No, Teresa, there hasn't been a, a statement yet that we're expecting at any moment, but um, certainly those were the issues that were slated to be discussed with, with um, COVID and climate change, poverty, and and the, the importance of upholding the dignity of a human being. That's what the, the White House put out uh, earlier this month. Um, but no, we don't know exactly what was spoken about, uh, but that statement will be coming probably in the next hour or two. So how, are the, how is the rest of the media world, uh, from your perspective in Rome, how are they responding to this and, and the sudden change yesterday? Because the White House was, was not happy about it, and they were still trying to, to get this, uh, this live streaming back on as of late yesterday. Yes, um, well, there's been quite a lot of um, upset, I mean, from, from you know, all kinds of, uh, all, all across the spectrum, really, because they believe, or the, the media believes that, you know, we, in order to do our jobs, we need to have access to, to these kinds of things. And when that's, when that's prohibited for, without giving a, a reason and, and a short notice, um, that obviously upsets a lot of people. So it could have certainly been handled better. I mean, I think there's no, there's no disagreement. You know, they're, they're, it's their prerogative. If they don't want to have that sort of coverage, that's fine, but at least give reasons and, and give a certain amount of notice. And I think there was, there was concern and, um, uh, a certain amount of irritation about that, I would say. Yeah. Now, the normal protocol, though, and I don't think a lot of people understand this, is that they're never going to give you every single detail of a particular meeting, and, and some of it uh, is, right. you know, that they keep close to the close to the vest, so to speak, or chest, uh, in terms of, of what was discussed. Have you been hearing anything about what else came out of the meeting or maybe some of the other discussions that took place with uh, the heads of state with whom he met? Not yet, Teresa. We've got lots of images and lots of photos from Vatican media, which they've sent us. Um, but the good thing, I mean, what, what we often get when, in the old days, when you could actually join them when they, when they met each other, and you'd overhear certain things that they'd say and certain little asides. Um, but you, obviously, we haven't got that this time. So, mm-hmm. so there's really nothing that we've got uh, yet to come out. It's all going to be from, from the hands of Vatican media and, and the White House. And so, there's not really much we can add um, until that uh, until that information comes out. But the statement is always the biggest um, the biggest thing to come out of this, and it's always scrutinised very carefully for, to see you know what the language they use, what words are missed out, and and the way they've said things, and the priority of the of the issues, and how high up they are in the statement and so forth. So so we'll look at that when that comes out. Mm. Uh, and last question, I'll give you a, a, a few minutes to respond. Many people express concerns and say Pope shouldn't meet with people like the Pelosi's and the Bidens of the world who are uh, claiming to be Catholic and yet literally flaunt the teachings. Uh, they're Catholic when they want to be and then, and then you know, put aside the church teachings quite bluntly when it doesn't suit them. Uh, but I think we need to understand, pull back and say, wait a minute, yes, he's the Pope, but he's also a head of state, a head of Vatican City State, so he is going to be meeting with all kinds of people from all different walks of life, all different governments, and many of whom were with whom uh, you know the church disagrees. And my just my personal opinion is, as as trying to be a faithful Catholic, is that I, I want the Pope to reach out to these people because you never know what may spark softening a heart or uh, you know the, the move toward conversion. Yes, exactly, Teresa. And this is yes. Well, this is this is often the argument, and um, certainly you know for a long time, popes have met all kinds of people, all kinds of leaders, those who don't have the same views, the same, they don't, they don't agree with church teaching and, and so forth. 
Um, but it is a, a forum in which the, the Pope can at least um, talk to these people and try to uh, explain the Church's teaching or, or whatever. So, so there is that. But I think there is there is certain cautiousness at the, at the Vatican about these images. And I think when when Nancy Pelosi, for example, came to see Benedict back in back in 2009, he he and President Biden, when he was vice president, when he came to visit Benedict. There were strictly no pictures to be released. Yes, there was no um, photo ops, right. Of those mm-hmm. meetings. Right. right, exactly. And there was, they were very careful not to do that, not to put out statements. And when, when Nancy Pelosi did put out a statement, um, admitting the fact that she was taught, taught that Benedict taught her a lot about uh, pro-life issues, um, then Benedict felt uh, obliged to put out his own statement. So that's what happened. Mm-hmm. But there was, you know, there is a certain amount of caution and control about these these meetings because of that and the scandal that they can cause and that may well have been the reasoning behind this this sort of restriction on the media this time but well, uh, i hope so our prayer that. is that 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 uh someone you know really spoke to the holy father and said this could really be used as you said to flaunt or to make a spectacle of things mm. uh, with particular politicians edward thanks so much I look forward to your coverage in the register edward penton from the national catholic register and uh, we'll let you know when his article appears uh, make sure you check all their great work out at ncregister.com we'll be right back Hi, this is Dave Palmer here at the station. I am so thankful for the many ways that you, our listeners, have blessed this station over the years, such as praying, making pledges, or donating meals, or volunteering during our charathons, or being a parish speaker. I'd like to suggest also two other important ways that you can help us. One is to support the sponsors you hear on this station, especially during our current crisis. And another way you can support the station is to become a sponsor. If you're interested, just email me, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Hi, I'm Martha Eberlein. My husband Kyle and I are parishioners at Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. As a mother, I know that it is important to have a professional caring dental team. At MidCities Dental, we provide dentistry with compassion in a warm and friendly environment. We are located in Hearst, 15 minutes from the DFW airport. We can be reached at midcitiesdental.com or 817-282-9321. That's 817-282-9321. Thank you. Keeping you informed and inspired. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. News and information, Catholic conversation, inspiration, fun, and prizes are involved. Log on to our website to get all the details, to find all the information, the podcast, the videos, and so much more. GRNonline.com. That's GRNonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. Did you know that any Catholic man can join the Knights of Columbus who is 18 years or older? By joining the largest Catholic organization in the world, you can become a better husband, a better father, a better friend, and an overall better Catholic. All you have to do to join is go to knights.net and click join. That's K-N-I-G-H-T-S dot net. This starts your journey as a knight and will give you complete access to all of the fraternal benefits of the Knights of Columbus. In my book, Extreme Makeover, Women Conformed to Christ, not, or Women Transformed by Christ, Not Conformed to the Culture, I go into great detail about the dangers not only of abortion, but contraception, abortion distortion, contraception deception, 
and the damage is done to all of us, especially women, obviously, and the innocent children, but, but the, not just the emotional and the spiritual, that's huge, and psychological, but the physical ramifications regarding these dangerous uh, birth control measures that women have been given. I mean, women have just been sold, as I say in the book, such a huge bill of goods. And it's all hidden under the guise of, oh, we care about women's health and reproductive rights and reproductive services. What a bunch of malarkey, baloney, and everything under the sun. It is just the opposite. It is just really criminal that so many regulations that the pro-life movement and people who are really concerned about women's health are trying to ensure stay in place are being slowly just removed. And the case in point would be the FDA is now likely to permanently ditch some or all existing safeguards on chemical abortion drugs. Now, the previous regulations, as I mentioned earlier, and Sue Libel from Susan B. Anthony List is on with us, and she's going to go into more detail. But previous regulations, very, very common sense. You would think, duh, require that mothers, pregnant women, see a doctor, receive abortion drugs in person to assess pre-existing conditions and ensure they are aware of the risks. And even this was lifted temporarily during COVID. Now, the Biden administration wants to get in there and see everything weakened or removed these safeguards. So this is just so not just frustrating, but this is just horrific. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Well, good morning. And I don't think I can say it any better than you just did, mm. Um, mm. except that it's just unconscionable. Um, this is the same FDA, Food and Drug Administration, that approved these Pills. And by the way, we're talking about the abortion-inducing drug. This is not the morning-after pill, which is available over the counter now in any drugstore. This is this is a little bit later on in pregnancy, a little bit larger baby. It's a two-drug regimen. Sometimes we call it RU486. And right. so the FDA approved it in 2000. But as they do with some dangerous drugs, sometimes they approve a drug, but they put these caveats like, okay, we'll approve it, but doctors have to do the following, you know, 10 things in order to be able to dispense it. And so those are called RIMS, Risk Evaluation, Risk Evaluation Mitigation Strategies. And so it was approved with these RIMS because the FDA found it to be questionable or dangerous. And then in 2016 under Obama, it was changed a little bit, but not much. So there was Clinton and Obama presidencies that did this, and now under Biden, it's all, most of it, if not all of it, is going to go bye-bye. And the health situation hasn't changed at all. The drugs haven't changed at all. So um, it's, the dangers are still there for women. It's just an administration uh, that is friends with the abortion industry, and they want mail-order abortion. They want to be able to mail them to women directly without the, the medical tests that are necessary. For example... If a woman has an ectopic pregnancy... Right, I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She's, she has, she's likely not to know that at this point. Um, you have to do an exam to find this. You can't find this over telemedicine or find this over your phone or texting. You have to have an exam to rule out this contraindication, this pre-existing condition. If you don't, and she has a uh, ectopic pregnancy, she is 30% more likely to die when she takes these pills, than if she'd never had an abortion to begin with. So an atopic pregnancy is a quite dangerous situation for women and needs medical care. Um, another um, another very, very important thing here is that these, this pill, Rich, is a two-drug regimen. It has a 
uh, 4% greater right off the bat. We have four times, I'm sorry, not 4%, we have a four times greater risk of complications uh, that are going to land her in the emergency room. Right off the bat, the pills are more dangerous than a surgical abortion. So right off the bat, we know it is going to result in women getting sicker faster. But if, if, if she miscalculates how far along she is, how many weeks the baby is, um, after about uh, seven weeks, the complications are great. After about ten weeks, they skyrocket. I mean, literally skyrocket. And, and a lot of women's uh, studies have shown that a lot of us <laughs> don't quite calculate our pregnancies well. We need mm-hmm. a doctor or, or an ultrasound to do that. Um, and so if she's just on her own and she's scared and she's thinking, i got to do this, and she may even not be so truthful about how far along she is because she wants to go. Right. Well, boom, it's going to land her right in the emergency room. It's very dangerous. They're playing with fire. Um, it, it's unconscionable. It's unconscionable for the medical uh, industry, the medical profession, to do this. And I've, I've heard of a lot, anecdotally, I've heard a lot of doctors say, they're still going to do exams. They're still going to I mean, rule out oh please they're not going to do anything that they they want to make abortion as accessible as possible as easily as possible and they all and again all these lies and all these these imageries that they put out there and these semantics oh we care about a woman's health and reproductive health and reproductive rights and she just has access to services and oh here's one for you this decision is between a woman and her doctor where first of all if you have an abortion you don't see the doctor until the actual abortion abby johnson talks about that all the time and then secondly they don't even want them to talk to their doctor because they know if they find out some of the risks and the side effects, who's going to want to take? I mean, and I'm not even getting into the whole issue of we know how evil abortion well, is, but just from the from the medication itself, for so-called, I didn't want to call it medication because medication helps the situation. The drugs, I know, just I don't drugs. ever, ever, I never right. use that term. Nobody's right. being medicated here. Right. Somebody's being harmed. Yeah. And by the way, they don't want you to talk to a doctor because they don't want to pay a doctor. Right. They can have a lesser a lesser salaried person, a cheaper person. Dispense all this and put it in the mail. They don't even, they don't want a doctor. Um, and they don't need a doctor. And so this is all about, this is all about transforming the abortion industry from surgical and bricks and mortar, having a facility overhead, doctor, sterile instruments, et cetera, et cetera. This is all about trans, they want to transform their industry into a mail order, uh, cheaper and with greater overhead, but their prices aren't dropping. The prices aren't dropping, of course, you know, correspondingly. So this is this is the new frontier. And I, I work, as you know, with Susan B. Anthony List, and I work at the, with state legislatures. I work with state pro-life laws, which is where the game game is on. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of states have been slow on the uptake to see this change in the abortion industry and re, re-regulate, you know, uh, uh, transfer some of the laws and the health department regulations and this and that to uh, deal with this, this this growing problem. It's now more than half of all abortions in the country. And um, unfortunately, it's made, you know, my home bathroom. Um, I could be cooking dinner. My daughter could be in the bathroom or the dorm bathroom, uh, the new abortion clinic. 
Dear God, it's just it's just so off the charts crazy. And 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 women, the thing is, though, here's how they get away with it. Because right, because there's so many politicians that are in the pocket of the abortion industry, and we know the media don't have a clue as to what's going on here. And even if they did, they don't report these issues. So we we right. often hear from many of these horrific cases with these drugs. Uh, from folks like yourself or Abby Johnson or others who are right there on the front lines uh, seeing these things happen. And then they get reported, obviously, on networks like ours and and, and pro-life outlets uh, online. But the general public doesn't hear of it because the media ignore it for the most part. And that's how they get away with it. That's right. And I'll tell you something else. I I have to be uh, brutally honest here. The emergency uh, emergency room doctors, hospitals, they're not talking either because... We know that they're seeing an uptick. Uh, so many more women are hitting the emergency room. And the abortion industry tells them to tell, if you have to go to the ER, tell them you're having a miscarriage. And so, uh, the other thing I want to, I want to do is see states that don't, tra- I want to see states start tracking m- miscarriage if, if they don't. Now, I'm not talking about true real miscarriages, which is just heartbreaking. I'm talking about what we can expect to be a skyrocketing number of miscarriages mm-hmm. in this country and and then you know maybe then will the, the statisticians the health department will have to pay attention to that so the other the back end of this that we're trying to do is to help states not only regulate that you can't do mail ordering my state to certify providers and manufacturers and distributors that you're not going to mail this into my state but also report complications that are seen in emergency rooms and urgent care clinics and things like that. Not just the abortionist, him or herself, because they never treat their own uh, complications. They never treat their own women. Who They sell them the pills and then they're out, they're out of here. And if you have a problem, go to the ER. So they don't even care for the women that they've harmed. So what do we do about this? What, what, what are you hoping the public concerned uh, pro-lifers will do? Well, what, what no, number one is, is since the FDA won't protect us. Um, I'm going to states that are um, having even a shred of pro-life uh, and, and suggest states are going to have to do it themselves. So states are going to have to adopt those same FDA regulations that have been there for a long time. They're going to have to develop, uh, adopt them at the state level so that in my state you have to be seen in person. You have to rule out a topic pregnancy. You have to check her RH negative blood. That happens with any pregnancy, but including this. So, so anyway, I want to see states develop this um, the same set of regulatory um, safeguards, as well as uh, ban mail order delivery and um, have the boards of pharmacies uh, begin to have some oversight. Mm-hmm. Normally, in the abortion space, it's the health department. This is a new player. This is a pharmaceutical issue um now if we could outlaw them all together we would but it's it's not even that um we can't we can't make it illegal and or they can use different types of drugs in different combinations so it's not like we just take this one drug and say okay it's illegal now wait Mm -hmm. there's 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 lots of ways that they can wiggle through that so what we have to do is is regulate it and uh, and not allow it to see through the mail at least at least make it an in-person uh, distribution. I can't believe I'm saying this because, of course, I don't want any woman right. to go through the horror that is abortion. I don't want to see anyone go through that. 
But for goodness sake, that the United States Food and Drug Administration isn't going to protect you. I'm going to go to your state and ask the state to protect you. Amen. Sue, thank you so much for all the great work. Where do we find uh, Susan, B. Anthony's, uh, Susan B. Anthony List online for more information about this and other issues? Uh, absolutely. It's www.sbalist.org. Thanks for all your great work. Keep it up, and we'll keep folks informed. And uh, really, the yes. truth about women's health, you'll hear from Thank organizations you. like Susan B. Anthony List and other pro-life outlets, certainly not, um, unfortunately, the FDA or other government entities who are also connected strongly to the abortion industry. We'll be right back on Catholic Connection, wrapping up a Friday morning edition and letting you know what's coming up next week. Stay tuned. College football is back this fall. Hailing from sunny southwest Florida, the Ave Maria University Gyrenes will take on their Sun Division opponent for exciting and hard-hitting football. All games can be live-streamed by going to AveMaria.edu and clicking on the live-stream football button. The Gyrenes take on Florida Memorial this Saturday, game time at 7 p.m. Tune in for great college football played by an authentic Catholic university. AveMaria.edu. CMF Curo is a Catholic health care ministry providing families nationwide with a better solution centered around whole health, spirit, mind, and body. Our members share their medical burdens within a faith-filled community. At CMF Curo, our members have access to a spiritual director, concierge services, and other health and spiritual resources. Find out if CMF Curo is a better solution for your family. Visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. That's MyCatholicHealthCare.com. The EWTN home video highlight for October is They Might Be Saints, Father Michael McGivney. Miracle Hunter Michael O'Neill follows the trail of Father Michael McGivney, founder of the Knights of Columbus and America's first parish priest to be beatified. This documentary explores the miraculous cure that led to Father McGivney's beatification. Order your DVD at EWTNRC.com or call 1-800-854-6316. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Thanks so much for tuning in to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network for today's edition of Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Okay, I want to tell you ladies about a fun event coming up. And this is a Sunday evening with my dear sister Kelly Walquist from Wine, Women in the New Evangelization. And we're doing something super fun, and we want to focus on the saints. And remember All Hallows' Eve and going into All Saints' Day, which is Monday, then All Souls' Day, as Doug was mentioning, all kinds of great stuff coming up also on EWTN. But Kelly decided to put together, Kelly Walquist, who's the founders of Wine, Women in the New Evangelization, put together a really cool event focusing on the saints and All Saints Day and learning about the saints. And so I'm going to be joining Kelly, as well as other leaders in Wine, to talk about the saints. And I'm going to be sharing some experiences and some encounters I had, particularly in Rome, with both St. Catherine of Siena and Teresa of Avila and Teresa Benedicta of the Cross. I wrote about these experiences in my book, Girlfriends and Other Saints, My Companions on My Journey of Faith, which was published a few years ago. And 
There's more, as that old Ginsu Knives commercial used to say, as I like to proclaim. Uh, we're going to be giving away all kinds of fun things, and I'm donating several of my books, including my Saints book, to give away that night. So it's at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. This is online, and this is a, a fun thing, you know, a kind of an online, a virtual event. Happy Hallow Wine for Women in the New Evangelization starts at 9 Eastern, runs till 10, and if you dress up as a particular saint, you automatically, I believe, get some extra... Um, raffle tickets, and they're going to do a live raffle as well with some fun things that they're going to be giving away. So the easiest way to register is to go to my Facebook page at Mrs. Teresa Tamio. It's right there, and scroll down, and we have it posted. Or you can go to the Facebook page for wine, Facebook.com/slash Women in the New Evangelization. Again, that's Facebook.com slash women in the new evangelization starts at nine o'clock on sunday evening eastern time all online we're learning about the saints growing in our faith and getting together as women and sisters in christ so just want to let you know about that fun event to learn more about the saints on the eve of all saints day and we'll be off on monday for that holy day and holiday and be back with you live on tuesday have a great weekend god bless you and hopefully we'll see you online sunday night ciao ciao You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E Maria Radio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. This is your Catholic radio station, and we'd like to make it even better for you. Your feedback is really important to us. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-Second Radio Survey. It only takes a minute to fill out and send to us. Again, go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-Second Radio Survey. We'd really appreciate it. Hi, this is Bob Duane with My Mutual Mortgage, a sponsor of KATH 910AM. My wife, Norma, and I have been longtime supporters of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are praying for our country and all that are affected by the coronavirus. The drastic fluctuations in the market have caused mortgage rates to drop to record lows. If you'd like an analysis of your mortgage situation, we can be reached by calling 817-527-3166. That's 817-527-3166. My Mutual Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS 12901. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, blessed be His most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. 
Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 